Right, good afternoon, it's Gabrielle O'Hare here and it's the Thrive After 40 podcast and a few weeks ago now I put a general post out onto social media just asking for volunteers really for women who um, wanted to do a free coaching session and specifically what I wanted to do was to have some very open conversations with people to talk about some of the challenges that we all face um, about sticking to a healthy diet and exercise routine. Because one of the things that I think we'll all agree on, you know, we live in a world with lots of social media, there's lots of opinions out there, and there's absolutely tons of advice everywhere we look about what we should or what we shouldn't be doing to get fitter, to lose weight, to sleep better, all of these things. But whilst most of us know these things anyway, or most of them, there's actually very hard to do these things and to put them into practice and very very little really honest conversation about the struggle of sticking to the things that we know we should be doing um, and how we actually overcome that because it can be a, a real source of frustration and hopefully in the session that we're going to have today we've got um, a willing volunteer I've got Bev with me here and Bev was one of the first people to res respond to this and just for complete transparency, Bev and I have had a quick chat. Um, so I do know a little bit about her. I didn't know her before um, she replied to the email. So this is going to be a very candid session where we're going to be digging into what Bev's goals are, talking about some of the things that she might struggle with and some of the barriers to actually achieving those goals. And then between us, agreeing a bit of a plan of action that she can take, that she's happy to take. So there's, there's going to be a consensus between us here. And then in about four weeks' time, Bev and I are going to get back together. We're going to record another podcast and, again, have another very honest conversation about, about how it's gone. Okay. So, Bev, thank you very much for, for joining me today on this. So just give me a little bit of a background about you in the context of your goals and what you want to achieve and what your frustration is with actually achieving them, if you like. So we're talking about health, fitness, diet. That's the general area that we're in today. So thank you very much for having me on, Gabrielle. Um, so a couple of years ago, um, well, start, if we go back to 2012, um, I was at the heaviest I've ever been. Um, I'm the unfortunate one out of the girls in our family. I've got the gene where I only have to look at a cake and six pound goes on. Um, but yeah, so 2012, really, really overweight, didn't like having my photos taken, didn't like what I was seeing. And to be quite honest, in a very dark place, mental right. health wise. Um, and it took a photo with my daughter and we bought her a little playhouse and she wanted photos taken outside the door um, for me to look at that person because that's what I refer to myself at that right. time, and go, oh, my God, who's that? Right. Who is that? Um, so I knew I had to do something. So um, off I went to um, Weight Watchers, because I've done that before, and it works for me following the principles of, like, the veg and yeah. the meats. And did really well. Lost my weight slowly. There were no quick uh, wins at all. It came off a pound here and a pound there, and I was quite mm. happy with that. Um and I got to what they would call the goal weight, yeah. which I was happy with. And then we went away to Crete, where we go on holiday every year, to renew our wedding vows at 24 right. years. Wow. Um, felt fabulous. Mm. Had this lovely little tea uh, length uh, wedding dress on. 
um, looked absolutely brilliant, felt fabulous. Um, but I had every intention of just having a blast on that holiday. So right. I came back with a little bit. <laughs> A little bit of a gain. Um, and then we went away to celebrate my niece getting married in the October of the same year. And again, I'd again. Right. And then the struggle started after that. So I'd, I'd lost weight. I'd got fit through doing park run. Right. I started doing park run because at my heaviest, I didn't want to be seen. Sure. Um, yeah. So I actually went out with my son, who was quite young then, and did couch to 5K in the dark, thinking nobody would see me. <laughs> <Right. That's hard laughs> there I am in, yeah. Yeah, there I am in my bright yellow jacket, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um and it were a friend that contacted me one night and said, Have I just seen you at Top of White Lane running? And I was like, No, not me. And he's going, I think it was. And I'm going, No, and he went, I think it was. And so I actually admitted to him that I was doing couch to 5k to try and get fit. And he became my biggest cheerleader um until besides my son and my husband mm. until he sadly passed away oh, um right. from heart disease but he gave me the confidence right to keep going because he was like good on you good on you girl and that led from um couch to 5k to park run when it started yeah. up in my local area i went with every intention of walking that but you get caught up a little bit you do, you in the atmosphere that's and, it yeah you can't help and it and then you a volunteer there um, part of the core team um, but by doing that I found a new love for fitness because believe you me at school I hated mm, PE yeah, I hated it when Mr Barker our PE teacher at middle school used to say right we're going cross country running I was like that really no. we've got to be joking I'd rather be having a game around us um, and so I found a love for running of all things so you've obviously been on a, a journey and you've got mm-hmm. the running. You've obviously learned a lot about nutrition and what worked for you for Weight Watchers. Yeah. Where would you say you are today then in that sort of health and fitness journey? You know, how, because um, this is about... Quite low down, I'd okay. say. Right. Yeah, because I was on a high um, and after my niece's wedding, um, after that, the year after COVID hit, Ah, right. Like a lot of people um, locked down in the pandemic. And I was doing Joe Weeks at home with the children because my work allows us to, you know, have some uh, well-being time during COVID and stuff. But it just wasn't shifting. And it took a phone call to the doctor with lots of aches and pains that I couldn't explain for my doctor to say, can I just do a little bit of a questionnaire on you? I was convinced Mm -hmm. I had fibromyalgia or something like that. And after doing the questionnaire, he said, you're perimenopausal. Okay. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, what are you saying to me? Um, and he said, well, you are the right age, which then I was gobsmacked. I was like, don't be so silly. Yeah, it's a shock, um, isn't it? You think it's not yeah, going to happen. Yeah. And I think that's had a really big effect on me, um, okay. a negative effect. And as still well. today. Still up and until still now. Today, yeah. yeah. So you yeah. would still recognise that you're having those perimenopausal yeah. symptoms as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would say I'm one of the lucky ones. I do consider myself very lucky. My doctors have been brilliant. Mm. I've not had to fight for HRT. Sure. They've been really informative. But what I have struggled with, and I think this is um, where my where it's having the real negative impact on my health and fitness um, and my well-being, is the lack of sleep. Okay. Gabrielle, some nights I can sleep. Some nights I might as well just sit downstairs and not go to bed. Right, okay. um, so I'm, I'm quite lucky. In, I do work for the government and I've got a workplace adjustment in place. So if, and I've had it this week actually for the first time in a long time, if I have a bad night with sleep and getting up 
getting that early train in the morning to get into work for seven so I can mm. get home from my daughter coming home from school at three because my office is in Leeds. <laughs> Right. tip me over the edge sure. I can make the decision to work at home right. an extra day right. so I'm quite lucky and I've got yeah. lots of support and had lots of support but it's it really is having wow a, a really big negative impact on just my whole thing because I can run I want to get back to the gym okay but sometimes it's just that lack of energy through lack of sleep and then that then starts having a negative effect on your eating as well sure yeah so when I'm tired, that. yeah, when I'm tired, I am the worst person in the world, I would say, for comfort eating. Right. Um, and the first thing I want to attack is carbs. Give me a full uncut loaf of bread and a tub of best butter right. when I'm really tired. And I would be, I say I'd be a happy girl. It makes me happy at the time. But actually, it's it don't. But at the time, it's a comfort to me and okay. it just combats what I'm feeling. So I'm going to come back to that in a minute. So let's just have a little chat about your exercise that you're doing at the moment. So you say you want to get back to the gym, but you've not got back to the gym yet. That's in no, the, that's in the plan. Okay. That's and in then, the plan, yeah. And running is how many times a week are you running? So um, at the moment, I'm training for the Great North Run. Brilliant. Wow. September. So um, I have been doing three times a week and that'll continue because um, as you know, I do run a running club and yeah. next week we start our couch to 5k program again which will run for nine weeks so i have been running continuously um this part well since last year since we did the couch 5k and that and i did great north run last year okay. uh, three times a week so you're trained so i know you'll be doing things with other people i mean i'm a personal trainer so i'm training yeah. other people but i'm not training myself every time i train someone yeah. else but for you you're doing three runs a week Yes, yeah, so your own the three runs at the moment are my personal time, but because we do couch to 5K twice a year at my running club, we did one at the beginning of the year, um, and then as soon as that finished, it's like we, we had our open meeting this week, and I was like, wow, this has come round quick come again. Round quick, two. Yeah, because yeah, we used to we used to do it after the Great North, pre-COVID, we used to do it after London Marathon and after Great North Run. Sure. Uh, but feedback just made us tweak it a little bit because people don't want to be going out in the dark yes. when it's yeah. raining or it's cold. So, so we've tweaked it a little bit. So I feel like I've had no time okay. for me as such, even though I've carried on running. I've not really had a lot of time so for me. this is a key question then. So are you, and I want to just try and separate your commitments for your running club to support yeah. your team, because I know that's going to be an active thing. Yeah. yeah? Are you are you finding that you've got enough time to do your own training at the moment? Um, I wouldn't say as 100%, much as you want. No, no yeah. as much as I want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is that a source of frustration? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is because that topped with working full time as well. Um, and being in a Leeds office, so I live in Bradford, so I have to travel. So, for an example, when I'm in the office, I'll be up at five, five thirty to get a shower. Um, depending if my husband's going into work, he can give me a lift into Bradford. If yeah. it's not, it's up at five, shower, quick coffee, off my bus into Bradford, train to Leeds, work, and then All the way come around. on later on in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. So got three. So so with the gym. So I just want to ask you, what's the motivation between going to the gym? Why is that important to you? I love being in the gym. I love when I'm there. Um, I have got two programs uh, that they did me in the gym: one for arms, one for legs, to complement my running. 
And when I'm there, it's that feeling of um, when I first started on the programs, I couldn't lift weights, a lot of weights, you know, very yeah. much. Um, so that's it's that feeling. I love the feeling of challenge myself. Okay. You know, and looking forward to maybe just increasing those little weight, then weights just a little bit each time. Okay. Um, the programs that I've got, I'm really happy with the. They're easy for me to do. Perfect. Um, you know, and it, it's something that I look forward to because conscious of menopause, I'm really conscious of all the other things that come with it as we get older yeah. as well. Looking after our bone health, keeping strong. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm really conscious of that as well. And and when I'm in the gym, I love it. Yeah. It's just getting there. It's that motivation to okay. get there. Right. So I'm just unpicking is what you're saying now mm-hmm. and just yeah. sort of trying to focus in on on the key areas so i've established that obviously running is important to you you're training for the great north run possibly some frustration that you're not quite able to follow your plan as much as you'd like to yeah. for various reasons you know busyness and yeah. stuff it sounds like you love the gym and you can yeah. really feel the benefits of it and you enjoy being there maybe is it the lack of motivation to get there or is it the lack of time to get there? I think a bit of both, really, because lack of time from work. Um, and then sometimes if, if like, depending on how the train journey's been, you know, coming so you home from work or even going to work, you get home and I'm like... Oh, right, so you're coming, right. Okay. Right. So you know, I would have time to go, but it's that, like I say, it's that motivation as well. Okay, Right. So, some t- so right. So that's a scheduling issue, isn't it? Potentially. Yeah. That by the yeah. time you get to the end of a day of of a busy day with all that commute, then you're really probably not feeling very inclined to just get up yeah. and go out again. All right. Yeah. Ideally, would you go twice a week if you had yes. an empty diary? So that would be. Your oh goal. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We've talked about exercise, food. So you talked about your. Is that your big weakness being? the tiredness and the real gravitation towards comfort eating, carbs, yeah. bread and butter. Is that once a week? Is that twice a week? Is that what, how much is that undoing? So yeah, sort of week, normal eating patterns, yeah. which so it could be like, um, for a while it, it's, it's not been too bad, but like this week having a bad night. Yeah. I've really had to pull on that discipline mm. to not reach out and, I mean, we didn't have any uncut bread in any way, but normally I would, <laughs> yeah. I would have gone for <laughs> would two or three, yeah, two or three <laughs> slices right. of all this bread, toasted. Um, you know, and I'd say to our dog Molly, "Do you want a slice of toast as well?" <laughs> she shake her as head. As I'm justifying it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, she yeah. has one, you have one. Well, the dog eats so, Yeah, so dog has one, and I have some. Um, but I'm proud of myself this week because I've resisted that urge. Was and that knowing that you had this call? No, I'll tell you, it is because of you, but not knowing that I had this call today. Right. Okay. So your advice from your book, from your Facebook post as well, about filling up on protein. Yeah. So what I've been doing is, for breakfast, I've been having the protein pancakes, mm-hmm. and I've been mixing up the toppings on them. Right. So some days I might have a couple of bacon medallions and some scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. and other days I might have some fresh chopped fruits, different ones, kiwis, nectarine, bit of yogurt on the side yeah. and um, some chopped nuts and I've found that that's been keeping me full so I've been having breakfast this week anywhere between eight and nine okay um, and that's been keeping me full like I've had it today bacon medallion scrambled egg and I was still full 
at half past one. Right. Whereas sometimes before reading your book and looking at your Facebook post and taking advice, I would have maybe just had fruit and yogurt, which I love, but I realise now that that one enough. Not filling enough, is it? No, it's not filling enough. And by just having that protein more on a breakfast, it's amazing the difference this week of how it's mm, right. So you felt going. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what's helped this week with the urge not to the dog's still had a slice of toast, so she's <laughs> the dog's not been probably wants the bacon. <laughs> yeah, she's she's don't worry, she's not being left out. She's had a slice of toast with me. Um, with butter on, but I have I have resisted and um it's felt I felt better this week for it. Um you know, but I could have just I could have caved, but I thought no, I'm not not going to do this because I've been working hard on including that protein like you said um, yeah and I knew that it would undo all the hard work that I've done so it probably works in that way as well so if you sort of feel that you're hungry but you know sometimes some something that you could think about and I think the tiredness is, is a really big thing and that maybe is the is the is a where you might just sort of be able to have a bit of a, an action plan that you slip into when you sort of have that tired day yeah. How many days a week? And I know that just just to give us an idea, just when we listen, I know you probably can't predict it, but how many days a week would you feel like that when you woke up after a bad sleep? Would, you know, how often is that happening? Um, at it? the worst, when menopause first hit, um, and we were trying out the different treatments for me and yeah. stuff, um, it was literally every day. Oh. And there were not a day I couldn't go with. Oh. And like I said, work had been very supportive and said, right, just work from home. Yeah. Let's get this right. Um, you know thinking about my well-being and that but what I were doing is starting work early where I'd normally only have half an hour dinner yeah. I were extending it to an hour an hour and a half so I could have what I call an nana nap right, at dinner yeah. time so well, constantly, <laughs> yeah constantly having to have those naps yeah, during yeah, the day do it. I just do. to get me through <laughs> yeah just to get me through so um and like I say this this week is the first week in a while that I've had these sleepless nights again right so it's eased off yeah, so it's not yeah. it's not as problematic for you. No, okay. no, but they are still there. Right. So my next question: What? How much recovery time or downtime do you have? As in relaxation, time to do nothing. Yeah, probably not a lot. Probably not a lot to be quite honest. Um, I'm always busy doing some checking the banking, looking at the food order. You know, have we got this food order in? Um, thinking about what jobs need doing around the house um, you know so like Saturday long weekend it's my turn to mow the lawn before it gets like a jungle again right. we came back off holiday with like a jungle and the little lawnmower struggled to uh, to cut it so already you know I've gone into the kitchen our, our lovely gardens at the back and I said to me something over there go on then I'll do lawn on Saturday because he's working um, you know so Monday we're off but we've got a big charity day at the club where my running club runs from, right. um, you know, for MND. So, and Rob Burrows will be there himself. So you're always on. So all the sections of the club are all doing summit. So Monday's okay. raw off, right. you know, because obviously we're doing that. So And so, you know, and I think this is just something that may be worth like picking up a bit because one of the things that women you know, and I think a lot of women who listen to this or relate to is we always feel like we should be doing more. Yeah. And, you know, you've, I, 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 like I say, we did chat before and I, I know a little bit about the running club and, and, and how much of your time that takes and how important that is to you. 
you know and that's absolutely hats obviously that's an incredible thing that you've been able to help so many people um obviously working full-time the other thing that you know we do it's sort of underneath this and you correct me if i'm wrong i don't want to put words into your mouth here but you've still got personal goals for your health for your strength for your weight and what that means at the moment in terms of how you're looking at it is you're always doing more you want to do more running you want to do more strength training you cut there's if there's an innate nature or innate sort of feeling that to achieve more things we have to do more but there gets to be a point where we're sort of running out of steam and we're going around in circles and starting to exhaust ourselves and burn out and then it's really hard to to do because it sort of goes against every little part of you you have to look at see where you can actually have some downtime and pull back and I just want to talk about that a little bit because one of the things that you know, um, which there's a lot of conversation about menopause at the moment, and I think fortunately, as, as women, we're starting to understand it a little bit, a little bit more yeah. on what's going on. And I think really that's just in the last few years, isn't it, that, that that that's really changed. But our bodies are going through a, a period of transition, and even when we're having HRT, there's still sort of an adjustment in our bodies that's going on behind the scenes because we're getting hormones. Through our through our skin or through our mouth, if we're taking tablets, and before we used to produce them from in, in our you know in our body, and there's different pathways that they're actually going through the body, and we're still having to adjust to these changes in our body that we saw full still you know scientists understand them, but I think yeah. as women going through it, we don't really know what's know what's going on, and that just gives means that we have this underlying stress level in our bodies because we're going through this change and this transition. That means part of this, and again, you know, you, you haven't said this necessarily, but that can be make everything else that we're going on with our lives feel a little bit harder work to keep everything together. Yeah. yeah. And then if you factor in like you are with the sleep issue, then that's a bloody nightmare. But we're still trying to claw back and put more things in and more things in and more things in. And actually that means then that we're really sort of ignoring everything our body is telling us to just give it a chance to adapt give it a chance yeah. to change and we're putting ourselves under not just more and more physical pressure but we're also putting ourselves under a lot more mental pressure and we're not giving our bodies time and space to change and to adapt now one of the things that you know if you I'm going to talk about you know if you want to um, improve your fitness for example so to get yeah. fitter to get stronger the time when your body actually adapts to that exercise is when you're not exercising. Right. Right. So when you're exercising, you're breaking down muscles, you're causing small amounts of damage, mm-hmm. you're putting pressure on your cardiovascular system or your lungs. That sends a message to your body to say, hey, I need you to be able to do more than this. And you're not doing it. And your body says, fine, that's okay. I'm happy with that. I'll go and sort it out. I'll go and change. I'll get stronger. I'll get fitter. But it can only do that when you're asleep. And it can only do that when you're eating or when you're giving it the raw materials that it needs to do to adapt. And I think we just forget about this. We forget that we need this time to adapt. So... I guess I just wanted to sort of say that because I I think we need to sort of find a little plan out of this session. But that's one of the reasons why part of that plan might not necessarily be about doing more. 
it might be about being very particular about what you are doing right and what's most effective so we become a little bit more streamlined than about what we say we will do and what's important to us versus doing things maybe that are half half doing them but they're not really that effective okay yeah and I think one of the things that's lovely to think about is that particularly from a food point of view I think it's probably a little bit easier to change your mindset it takes a bit of work Mm -hmm. to think right well I I this is so important to me as a person and I know because it's really common sense that the better I give myself the better nutrition and food the better it's going to cope and I feel like you're there already yeah 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 and and yeah and like I say the advice in your book um you know and on your Facebook page as well um really has 100% definitely made a difference and I think because the exercise is such a big thing for you and I can see this from you know I can tell it from your body language I can tell it from the tone of voice and your enthusiasm that's so important and it can be a really powerful thing to match the eating to the exercise goals because mm-hmm. if that can change the way, so you're not on a diet, you're not having a good day, you're not having a bad day, as in no. eating loads of rubbish versus eating salad. There's, there's, you're getting rid of all that. The idea is that you just, you're an athlete because you are, yeah. you know, that's that's a big part of your life. And just like any athlete would, you need to support your body to hit those goals. Yeah? Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Okay. So that would be something I think is key. Yeah. To, to just build up on that mindset and that can be something that you do even from a journaling point of view if that's your thing if you yeah could be yeah. You I do, do like journaling. journaling yeah just reminding yourself about what that that is and feeling like you know you mentioned the book but it's a really basic thing of giving yourself three really nutritious meals a day yeah if you're doing lots of exercise you might need a snack so don't worry about that if you're hungry have it so that that's the key and I feel like you're getting the idea of this extra protein yeah okay yeah most definitely let's talk about let's talk then about where you could carve out some time for yourself or some recovery time days off days off so you're not getting days off work necessarily i get that with nine to five nine to five yeah where do you get an evening off where do you get an early night where do you get an afternoon or a morning having a lie-in or doing nothing where can that make where can you make space for that in your life so lions um would be either a saturday or a sunday morning depending if i'm going out for a run on a weekend you know like my long run for great north run um tuesdays are taken up tuesday thursdays are taken up when i get home with uh, running so tuesday's running club night and thursday's the extra run that we're telling you about your runs that just yeah yeah well me and obviously like the ladies but yeah that's my personal run um but as of next week it becomes club run again because couch to 5k starts because um on our couch to 5k we actually do all three runs with the candidates so um so you're never running on your own uh, no i prefer to run in with groups i find it more enjoyable when i'm out with the ladies uh so monday wednesday Fridays are the nights after work where I might be doing, you know, jobs in the house and stuff, but um, there's no commitment to be going out and helping others. Um, and Sundays generally, if I go for a run on a Saturday, Sundays generally 
you know, a chill day as such, we might go shopping like me, food shopping like me and the husband did on uh, last Sunday. Um, but generally that's a, a chill day. But you, like I say, you can always guarantee that there'll probably be some job somewhere that so, might end up doing. And do you feel then that on your Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, you could just make a concerted effort to stay in bed a little longer, have a bit, bit of an earlier night, have a bath? I mean, this, these are just ideas yeah, where yes. you can actually be in relaxing and in recovery mode. Because one of the things that I want you to be able to do is when you go for that run on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, that you're raring to go. You're full of energy. Yeah. You have a great run. You're not dragging your heels around. The goal is that you feel absolutely amazing on those days. Yeah, so um, when I'm working from home, because I, I get to work from home, uh, minimum two days but obviously like this week I've I've had a few rough nights so there's been more, more days at home so um, there's no time limit on when to start work as long as I get my day in right. so I could start at like nine o'clock um, you know and finish at five whereas when I'm in the office I like to be in for seven so I can get home and avoid that tea time train and yeah, stuff yeah. which is yeah, always get that. Yeah. Uh, um, and you know going to bed early you're right I should make that effort to go to bed early on those days when I'm not doing all and I think like like we've said you get so caught up that you've got this to do you've got that to do has this been done I'll just check this um I have started um putting a timer on my phone so um and that's another thing this week do not disturb it goes into do not disturb mode um at nine o'clock and the only things that can come through is I mean even though they're in the house with me but emergency calls from my husband and my two children um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, alarm yeah. clock in the morning yeah. um, so I am trying that as well but um, I think what what you're saying I need to get into a routine and I need to be doing that early night and doing that bath um, you'd all laugh at me if you saw the side of where I sit in my chair because I've got um, a bag full of colouring books which is something I like and colouring pencils that I hadn't touched in two years right um and on top of that, <laughs> on top of that is a pile of um reading books i've got my kindle but i do like occasionally to have a book in my hand i like the feel yeah, of a like proper it. book yeah. um and so there's a there is a, a quite collection there of books and then on the cabinet next to me there's a collection of books um i read the stories about out out and um, a few years ago, my son bought me all the follow-on stories, right. and I still not still not read them. Yeah, I'm halfway through um, a story about a vet that I've not finished off. Um, there's a, there's quite a good little collection there from you know sort of like fiction and non-fiction, and they're all sat staring me right in the face, and I've not I've not picked them up first. Your book and I've read a couple of others this year um, have been the first books I've read in quite a while, and as a child. I used to love reading. Mm. I used to love yeah. getting engrossed in the stories. Um, and my love for reading, yeah, my love for reading came from a primary school teacher called uh, Mr. Parry, and he once uh, read us. Uh, we had reading time on the mat, and he read us "Last of the Really Great Wang Doodles" by right. Julie Andrews. Right, um, oh, and it was that story that. that got me into reading. into reading um, because I just used to shut my eyes and. I'd be there in the story and I think that's one thing about reading is I am one of them people that gets engrossed in the story right. and can imagine myself so and the character. Just for the benefit of the people who are listening to this who can't 
see Bev because I can see her. And one of the things that's just really notice, noticeable for me that when you've been talking about reading, then your body language changes again and you've just, yeah. your face changes, you feel really, you look really happy, you look really wistful. And quite often what we find is as adults, we get so much into this doing mode of having to be doing jobs, helping people out, you know, especially when you're, you know, when you're a parent or involved with something like, you know, you've got with the running, it can be very much that you feel like your your value is in helping others and doing things for others. And that becomes your mission in life to be doing stuff for other people all the time. And what we just really lose touch with is the fact that we need to do things for ourselves and we should be doing things for ourselves because we end up tipping the balance. Yeah. And I don't think we always make the connection between denying ourselves things that like that gives you such obvious pleasure for no reason running is not yeah. going to make you lose weight it's not going to make you fitter it's not going to make you live live longer there's no goal there's no objective other than just to enjoy yourself for an hour yeah. or two hours so there's no strings attached to that that's just pure pleasure and we need that in our lives and we don't by, by denying it us sometimes that can be where what trips that relationship into food because food is another way of getting that pleasure really easily yeah without having to leave the kitchen or do anything or spend any time and we we that can be sometimes when we're while we gravitate into food but you there's another source of like just completely unadulterated pleasure joy relaxation for you and that could that's from what what i can see and how you're describing that to me would be reading yeah. You know, and if you made made some space in, in for reading on some of those days, you're probably gonna be more relaxed. You're gonna sleep better, I very much hope. And you're gonna feel like there's just a little bit of a better balance in your day or in your week, more to the point. Yeah. And that's something that I think is really key to think about here, that our life isn't just about doing things for other people, working and then being on a diet and looking after our health there's got to yeah. be more to it they're important but other, it's all hard work otherwise you know it's all effort it's all hard work it's all in pursuit of a goal if we don't find that balance of something that's just there for no reason other than just for enjoyment so yeah that I would say is absolutely key and that's probably probably the best thing that you could give yourself over the next four weeks because we're going to put some plans in place and we come back and revisit these that you're actually going to be doing some things that help you relax help you switch off help you decompress maybe yeah. put you in a better state to go to go to sleep yeah because i would actually like to finish the the book off that i'm halfway through about the vet um it's the noel fitzpatrick it's his first one um and this is you know the first one's describing about how um about his childhood in ireland um, and how we oh, became interested. Vet. Yeah, that vet. Oh, yeah, and how we, yeah, and how we became right. interested in animals. Well, uh, yeah, the, you yeah. know, and so I'm halfway through it. And I would like to think <laughs> that I can finish that book off. Right, well, maybe we'll do a, a book club after this, this then. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it, it, I mean, like I say, you're right. It does give me pleasure. I, I've got sat here now talking to you. I've got really fond memories, and I can actually see myself in the Terrapin cabin with Mr. Parry and all my little primary school friends sat there on Matt and he's sat at the front of us with that book in his hand. And that book meant so much to me. Um, I actually tracked it down um, about seven years ago. Mm. I actually tracked it down um, because it means, you know, it's a really good memory. memory. So every time you pick up a book, 
it's going to take you back in one way or another to that little happy mm-hmm. place and that's going to be yeah. a very nice thing for you to, to for you to do so do you getting into the point now where I'm just sort of digging into things that we yeah. can agree as a plan that mm-hmm. that's something that you feel that you could be happy to do yes start making some time for reading get rid of the phone get yeah. an early night have a lie in on some of those days and start get reading, get lost in those books, and escape yes. somewhere else. Definitely, yeah. Right. Oh, and hopefully, okay. I'll get on to number two of Noel's books. <laughs> right. Well, it's not a goal, so I'm not going to be testing you. <laughs> so, so maybe not what you expected to come out of this call. No, no, I'm going to tell no. you that. But I think that's, I think that's really important, and that could make a difference because if you're, if you're more relaxed and more settled, you might feel the difference in your energy levels for those other things. Yeah. Okay. So that's one thing that we're going to say is is a, is a key thing that we're going to we, that you're yes, going to definitely. do. Okay. So the other thing that I just want to 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 talk about then is now, if I'm honest with you, I wouldn't necessarily suggest that you even need to go to the gym for the next four weeks. Right. Now, okay. That's an optional thing. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes because I I think you're fully going to go to the gym soon. Yeah, I think that's just yeah. def- definitely going to happen. But sometimes we just put ourselves, it's too tempting to put ourselves under pressure all the time. I think it would be better for you to reclaim a bit of energy, mm-hmm. get a bit of sleep, get a bit of balance into your life and to focus yeah. on that bit first. And then maybe we add the gym in later. Right. Okay. Yeah. How does yeah. that fit? How do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. Because I definitely, um, having that bad week this week with a sleep I was like wow where's that come from yeah um you know and yesterday I should have been in the office I messaged my boss to say I haven't gone in because he, he has to record it I don't get into trouble for it because like I say I've got sure, an adjustment in place yeah. but I just need to let him know um, my husband said to me last night are you going into the office tomorrow and I went it depends and again not as bad as the night before um as bad as Wednesday night but last night not great tossing and turning so again I've worked from home yeah and this is this is the thing you see you go you you put that you sort of then feel you might get to the end of the week and think I've not gone to the gym again and you're beating yourself up because you're putting yourself under that pressure and it's maybe not the right thing to do right now yeah you know it's it's not off the table I'm not discouraging I'm not discouraging you from doing it but I would say your priority is to get more energy yeah get some better sleep and to just get this just change this balance a little bit yeah which I think because when, when I reflect on it now before I, I rung my doctor in COVID with the aches and pains um you know because they were terrible and I was thinking yeah it's, oh, it's, it's, we're always so it? fit um and you're right before that I would turn into food for comfort because I was so tired you know and those little pleasures we were locked down in COVID so yeah. chocolate it's not that I don't have chocolate I do you know I have what what I want in moderation yeah. But I found as as a family ordering more takeaways, um, you know, more chocolate on shopping order. Because we couldn't do the things that we normally enjoyed, did we? But supermarkets were open. So that was all we could do, wasn't it? You know, let's just put that in. And we'd only normally have a takeaway every couple of months. Um, You know, it's it's a treat for us. We just have it every couple of months and that because we we do prefer as as meat and as vegetables and stuff and trying different recipes. Um, you know, and looking back on it, like I say, once the doctor started, like went through everything with me and talked to me and I started getting support at work, we've got a good network for mm. menopause. Um, 
you know, listening to Davina McCall, watching her yeah. programs and stuff. <coughs> um, and then, you know, obviously me and you, like say, I've had a chat. Everything absolutely makes makes sense. Um, you know, so I'm on my HRT treatment and it, it is working. But like I say, as bodies trying to deal with so much, isn't it? and it? Even still now. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's what I'm looking at is it's not, it's not an illness. It's just that next phase of life but i'd like to go into that next phase of life gracefully yeah and stronger yeah you know on that and this is and this is i i often talk to people about playing the long game and that's what you know this isn't this isn't something this is a this is a transition that we can't control you know yeah, yeah we can we have the choice and have the opportunity to take medication but we still can't control how it how it affects our no. symptoms or how long it's going to take before things ease off so we sort of don't really have an option other than to take our foot off the gas and give our bodies a little bit of time and this is why I think with the with the gym that fits into this whole idea of let's let's play the long game, the priority yeah. the priority because if you you could you can you can go to the gym, you can go and have a workout, you can think finish it and think I love this I want to do this more often it's I, I get this buzz from it that is still stress on your body even if you yeah. had a great time you are still putting your body under physical stress from that, and if it's got too much stress because you've not slept because of the running, because of the pressures of work, because of, you know, the pressures of, of running your running club, these things you can enjoy doing, but they're still putting stress on you. Still, They're still demanding something of you. You're still having to react. You're still having to make decisions. You're still having to manage all this stuff in your brain all the time. That's one thing that could just, it's just, we're just adding to that stress load. So what yeah. we're trying to focus on at the moment is reducing that overall stress load down by getting a little bit more resting and with the time that you have got making that count so that it really does restore you you know yeah and then once you sort of get a handle on that that's going to feed in to your energy levels when you start to feel more energetic one you're going to feel better on the runs that you're doing and then you're going to feel that you do suddenly feel that you can fit in and manage yeah. and want to do a strength training session and you're going to start with one okay yeah so just that's, swing, the, yeah. that's, that's the strategy, okay? Now, I just want to just swing it back into food because food mm -hmm. is a really important part of that, yeah? Yeah. And, you know, food as nutrition is a really important source of support for your body. And the protein and the vegetables is massive. Yeah. You know, when I talk about having protein, it's because protein is the building blocks of our body, it, it has an impact on our on our hormones. It has an impact on how we recover from exercise. It can have an impact on mood. It can have an impact yeah. on mental health. There's a lot of things if you sort of dig around that you'll find that, you know, the quality of the food that we're eating can have an impact on lots and lots of different things. So it's an absolute foundational part of how you can support your body. And the 80-20 rule is fine. You know, you've already seen the benefit of having that sort of higher protein breakfast and how it's, you know, it makes you full till lunchtime because it's it's just a it's slower to digest is one of the reasons. Yeah. But also, when you eat more protein, your body craves less. Craves less when you eat less protein, yeah. your body craves more. That's why you can crave more junk food and eat more things like pizza because it's not got a lot of protein in. So your body keeps craving until it's had enough of the things that it needs. Yeah, and I've, I definitely found that this week because yeah. before I started doing these breakfasts with more protein in, if I was having, like I say, fruit and yogurt, which I absolutely love, yeah. you know, a fresh fruit and some uh, not percent yogurt and that, then especially if I were working from home, yeah, 
it was all too easy to go to the cupboard where the crisp bag is, you know, or you go you, to make a brew. Because you've not then, given yourself enough food, have you? Yeah. And in your mind, you know that. You, 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 yeah. you think you're hungry. You know you only had a yeah. light breakfast, so then you've got a good reason to go to the crisp ba- cupboard. Yeah. You're hungry and that little voice is in your head. Whereas when you're properly full, you get... You, you don't, it doesn't just necessarily get rid of all that because you're still going to want the odd bag of crisps and the odd thing yeah. like chocolate and stuff yeah. like that. This week, though, like I say, having that, um, those variations on those protein pancakes, I haven't. Right. And I've gone, when I've been working from home, I've gone to make a brew. Yeah. And I've literally gone in the fridge for the milk. Yeah. But my head's not turned going, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you, so it's yeah. changed you. It's changed you. It's probably changed your willpower a little bit, but it's probably changed your yeah. mindset because now you're realising that when you eat something that's really good for you, it makes a difference to a lot of things. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So I think the only other thing then is to maybe just have a waking up tired plan. Right, yeah. And yeah. just as a maybe a little list in your, on, a, on a piece of paper or on your phone, it doesn't really matter, of something that you like that is a really good meal to have when you're tired. Yeah. So you're not trying to, you're not waking up thinking, I'm absolutely shattered. What can I have? And your brain can't think. And the easiest thing that it's going to be for your brain to think is bread and butter, because what could be more simple than that? Yeah. One, it tastes amazing. Two, you're going to have it in the house. Your brain's shattered. It can't think properly. It's going to go to that default thing. So you just need to have like a default thing to go to that's going to be, thinking, yeah, I'm tired. What my body needs now, it needs everything I can give it that's going to take care of it. Now, your protein right. pancakes are brilliant for that because they yeah. they taste nice, don't they? That doesn't taste like... That tastes like an indulgent breakfast, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. 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 And it doesn't have to be that. Or it could be that you have a couple of eggs on that piece of toast if you like eggs. You still have a bit of bread and butter if you like it. Yeah. There's a couple of eggs on there or some eggs and avocado on that toast, It, you know... You, you tell me what, what, what works for you. Yeah, yeah. And, so and I then, do, so, I do like you're that. setting yourself up, yeah. Yeah, uh, avocado, um, not not some of that. I don't, there's not many foods, to be quite honest, that I don't like. Um, but I've not really used avocado a lot until this past year, reading up on the benefits right. of it. It's like yeah. the good fats and stuff like that. So you're right, I could have a slice of toast. Molly would get her slice of toast as well, our dog. Um, but I could have some eggs on that or, like I say, some avocado. Avocado and eggs. Eggs Just don't, I mean, don't eat the avocado if you're not bothered about it, but eggs and mushrooms or whatever. You yeah. know, you, you, you're picking something that you like. Yeah. Because then you're fortifying that with something that's really good for you. So it might scratch that itch of, I need something to make up for the fact that I feel lousy and I'm fed up that I've not had a good sleep. So you're ticking yeah. the box because you're eating something that you like, but you're also behind that thinking... But I need, this is a day more than ever where I need something to take care of myself, food. And you've taken that box. But you've planned it and before. I'd top that avocado with a bit of feta cheese because oh, um, travelling tra- yeah. tra- tra- with work last year, um, yeah. went to our um, office in Belfast and there's a lovely sandwich shop across the road and they do avocado with uh, feta on top. And Brilliant. she said to me, do you want salt and pepper on your avocado? And I was like, oh, I've just... Yeah. Just me it because it's been recommended you by yeah. all <laughs> off yeah. a crossroad and and do you know what that that's what got me into the avocados right. it was just a nice combination quite refreshing yeah but like yeah. you say you're getting all the goodness in as well aren't you yeah. so absolutely yeah and it's a filling breakfast so you would be tired 
you know, you would be tired, you've had a great meal, you've had a tasty meal, so you've got that hit of pleasure that you need because that's so important, but you're probably going to set your day off in the right way that's going to make you then feel good about yourself and carry on like that. So I think it seems to me that breakfast is like your key meal to get right because once you start your day off really well, it's easier for you to make decisions, the better decisions then for the rest of the day. Yeah, that's, yeah. So yeah, that, so that was really true. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. that's what your your focus area should be. Getting yeah. that good breakfast and eat, and especially when you've had that that, that bad sleep, because that's when you really need it. Yeah. So, I feel like we've got a plan. We have a four week plan. A good plan. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward. I, I am actually um, excited for the fact. I, you know, all the time we've been talking. I've had these images of my book, The Last of a Really Great Wang Doodles, which is in the cupboard downstairs. The book pile. So if I'm sat, sat, my book pile's here, so I can see yeah. most of the titles going down. <laughs> right. well, looking forward to finishing uh, Noel's book as well and maybe starting on his uh, new one. Um, and yeah, and I've got to be more stricter with, like say, the bedtime routine, turning off. And and this is you for know. you, this. This is when you... Yeah. This is all about... Let's just, let's just recap on this together. I'm going to email it you as well. Yeah. Um, and then we'll, but, but after we've had this call, we'll pick another time for the follow-up. But this, the goal here is about you feeling great. Mm-hmm. And it's about you having the energy to really enjoy your runs and really enjoy your training. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to do a bit of journaling, you, you need to sort of almost reflect on that every day because that's what right. this is okay, about. Yeah. Because yeah. I think for you, that's going to be a really powerful motivator because that means a lot for you. And yeah. not only that, but you're in a in a position with all of your ladies through the running clubs who will probably really relate to that. Yeah. And from your experience of really doing it, taking good care of yourself and your habits to make your running better, you can only be an example to those other people if you're doing that as well. So I think that's two aspects of it that are going to be really motivational for you, that this is about you really taking good care of yourself because you want to run, you want to enjoy that fitness. Yeah, you want to feel good about the sport and your body, that's going to do it for you. But that's going to be a real beacon for all these other people behind you who, who you'll be able to share this with. Now, the only way that you're going to actually be able to get to that is if you are more rested and have more relaxation in between your runs and you have got that time you've got a busy life you've got a lot going on but you have got that time to eke out a few hours reading some early nights and some you know a lie-in and that is you not being strict with yourself that's you being kind to yourself yeah and that's you having a game plan to be a bloody good runner yeah 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 a lot of friends will, t- will tell you if you spoke to them, they're always telling me, when do I make time for me? And it's hit home today talking to you that I just don't do that. And you can hide minutes. behind it. You can hide behind that. You can you can allow yourself to be doing stuff for everyone else because it's easier to tell them what to do than it is for you to do those things yourself. Yeah. yeah? And actually make those changes yourself because it takes a little bit of effort and it takes a little bit of a mindset change. But I know you can absolutely do that. So this is your get stronger as a get be a stronger, faster runner plan. Yeah. It's about rest, relaxation, 
easing up that balance is going to get you in a great headspace because you're going to be reading them books, you're going to be switching off, you're going to be more relaxed, you're going to have better sleep. That's going to be amazing. So that's your focus area. The next bit that you're going to put into practice is just having your reset every day, your reset meal mm-hmm. or your kickstart meal, whatever you want to call it, is a, is a yeah. great breakfast because that's going to be the thing that puts you in control of your day. And that's you setting your day off really well by giving yourself a really nutritious breakfast, no matter what happens. Yeah, because you're going to feel amazing. Yes. Yeah, you have a little plan of things that are ready for that. You know, that are ready for that when you know you have that bad sleep. Because it's going to happen. I hope it happens less and less frequently. But yeah, you just need to have a default pattern to go into something that's going to make you feel better for the rest of the day. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. We're going to park the strength training. Because we want to get your energy levels up first. We want yeah. to get the, give yourself time to get this mindset change and to know that you're worth it, you know, and you, you deserve to have this nice relaxing time. And we're going to then start to really be able to, I think, when you do turn up for those runs, you're going to feel good and you're going to have the energy to push hard. Yeah. Right? So yeah, definitely. They're the, they're the things that we're going to focus on. The things that we're going to, I want you to then be paying attention to is that journaling, just to remind yourself mm-hmm. what that goal is every day. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the results from this is how well you're sleeping, how your moods feel, how your energy levels are, how your runs feel. They're the signs that it's working. Wear, right, yourself, yeah. wear yourself if you want. We've not even talked about that. I don't think it even matters in the grand scheme of things. It's no. the, the real metrics that are going to make a difference to your life are your energy levels, your sleep, yeah. your mood, and your ability to have a great run on those days when you get your workout. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be. That's what we're going to be talking about in four weeks' time. What difference it's made in that? What difference it's made in that area? Yeah. How yeah. does that sound? Yeah, it sounds good because before um, I realised, well, before Doctor Jones told me I was um, perimenopausal. Um, you know, I didn't realise that actually I was awful to live with because of my mood and <laughs> right, the right. tiredness. <laughs> and once we started the HRT and stuff, um, you know, and we've tried a, a few. I've, you know, we've tried the patches. Um, I'm now on the gel because the patches that I settled on, just like the gel at one point, we then couldn't get hold of them. Oh, so no, no. we had to swap to the gel. Um, but once I started on it, my husband and kids went, it was about a month later, they went, wow. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> like what a difference <laughs> and i was shocked and i'm like what do you mean and they're like you were awful you were awful it's like you say we i don't think i mean there's like you say there is um you know we are talking about it now davina's championing it dr louise newson's championing it but years ago people didn't talk about it did they and this no. is something that my mum's passed away now but me and my mum never had this conversation never in fact when she had me that. late in life um, the only thing I knew about menopause is that she thought she was going through menopause because periods were going irregular and actually it turned out she were having me, but yeah. we've never had no, a conversation I, I haven't with my about it. So it was all alien to me, but no. yeah, it's just like I said, I'd like to glide into this next stage of life and it's, um, you know, and this, carry on living, yeah, not and be ruled it. by it. And it's about it being your time. This is this yeah. is your time. You've done, you've done your giving. You know, yes, you've still got your, your hobbies and your passions. That's fine. It's not that you yeah. abandon all that, but you've, you've worked so hard. This is about reclaiming a bit of that time to yourself and making your own health and your own well-being a priority. That's not easy to do. 
and but no. that's what it that's what it takes you've got to learn to be selfish you've got to learn to set up some boundaries you've got to learn to let other people do a bit more our kids are getting older you know we yeah. don't need to spoon feed them we can let them do stuff for themselves we can let our husbands take more of the hair, the fair share of stuff and we can just we've done more than our fair share for years we can take our foot off the gas a little yeah. bit sit in the corner with that book and wait till someone tells you the dinner's ready my <laughs> advice <laughs> Right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I thanks so much for your time today, Bev. No, thank you I'm for gonna having leave me on. it there because I want us to stop with a really clear idea in our minds of yeah. what the goals are, what the actions are, and what the what the measurements are. I really appreciate you being so candid and being so honest, you know, and being so open about everything. You know, that's amazing, and I think people will really be appreciative of that because, you know, we're all got very similar experiences and I think it's really important for us to acknowledge that it's a tough struggle you know but we want to get our lives back on track so we can enjoy them you know and that's what we want um and I hope that this will help you get there I hope this will help other people get there so I'm going to end the recording in a second um and then we'll go offline and have a little chat we'll just put in a date for the next session yeah so that we can follow up because I think that's really important to give you the motivation to stick with it um, and then if people, you know, if anyone listening wants to do this themselves, then if people are open to doing it and, and are interested in doing it, then you can just drop me a line. Um, my email's hello at gabrielleohair.com. And I'm just happy to sort of keep these rolling if if it's helpful for people and if people are interested in doing it. So so get in touch if you, if you fancy having a go. So I think that's us done. Thank you so much. Thank ben. you. We'll, we'll go and have a little quick chat now and get the next date. But other than that, have a fantastic weekend and it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody.